Welcome to To Be a Christian, a weekly podcast working through To Be a Christian, the catechism for the Anglican Church in North America. I'm Father Claude Acho, and I'm with Father Blake Johnson. This is a podcast designed to encourage a spiritual formation of the people in our parishes, Church of the Resurrection in Charlottesville and Church of the Holy Cross in Crozet, and to encourage and help anyone else who wants to listen in. We believe that catechesis is an essential part of being formed through the great tradition of Christianity and is crucial for living faithfully and joyfully in our world today. So this week, we are looking at the very first question in the To Be a Christian Catechism. What is the human condition? That is our opening question, and here is the answer. Though created good and made for fellowship with our Creator, humanity has been cut off from God by self-centered rebellion against Him, leading to lawless living, guilt, shame, death, and the fear of judgment. This is the state of sin. Well, we start the catechism off on a bit of a down note. We have sin, we have death, we have shame, we have the fear of judgment, and we have uh, introduced to us uh, the state of sin. So this sounds pretty uh, pretty grim and pretty serious, um, and and it really is. This is uh, this is one of the great gifts, though, of the Christian faith is a sober assessment and declaration of all that we actually do see around us, that there actually is something deeply wrong um, in our lives, um, in our relationships often, and and in our world. And so cutting through sort of the noise of just a kind of um, vague, naive hopefulness about everything, here we begin with a clear stake in the ground that says there is something that truly is wrong not just out there, but also in here, inside of me, inside of you, in inside of the human condition. And though things do begin that way, um, with this kind of downbeat of, of sin, shame, guilt, and death, we do get this opening phrase, though created good and made for fellowship with our creator. And so here we have right at the beginning, these two realities. Uh, we're made, uh, though made good and made for a great purpose, something has gone seriously wrong and sin is introduced as the way for us to really make sense of our world and our condition. Uh, and so father Blake, let's, uh, let's, as the kids say, let's, let's chop it up and let's get into this. Cause there's, there's a lot here that is really, um, really essential for us to grasp just not at a surface level, but, uh, but in a, in a deep sort of way. So, uh, wh- where should we begin? Well, I think when, place to begin, maybe the best place to begin here is on what you were just saying is that though it begins on a grim note, yes, because it's dealing with reality, there is this acknowledgement that the world was created good, though created good. And I think that the first note in the Bible is not one of things being messed up, the world going awry. The first note of the Bible is one of God's goodness and that God is the one who created the world and he created humanity as the pinnacle, as his kind of greatest achievement in the created world. And so I think before we get into the sin, shame, guilt, fear of judgment, we have to deal with all of that, right? Um, But all of that almost implies this goodness that has been 
corrupted. And so uh, I think that uh, when we think about matter, uh, the stuff of creation, when we think about our bodies, uh, when we think about um, uh, human beings, uh, the first word in scripture is good, Mm -hmm. uh, glorious, um, made in the image of God. And this may be something that we'll get at a bit more uh, later in the catechism, but uh, Father Claude, this idea of being created in the image of God as a reflection of God's goodness. wonder if you could say a little bit about that and how that might have a bearing on when we think about what it means to be fallen. Yes. Um, yeah, That this is a huge theme, and I think it's going to be actually really threaded throughout this first portion of the catechism as we talk about sin, because it, 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 it shows the heights from which humanity has fallen. So we're made in God's image, which uh, means we're, we have a great purpose and a great dignity and a great uh, calling that God has created uh, humanity to rule alongside of him and under him and to have this great purpose. And, and so it, 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 it shows the sort of royalty uh, that we have as, as human beings. Um, it demonstrates this sort of capacity that we have that that's different from, from any other creature that we have, um, capacity that's like God because we, we reflect him. Um, and yet there's something about this capacity, this royalty, this dignity that we have forsaken, that we have turned our back upon and that we have sort of used in a, um, in a sort of um, uh, revolting way, right? In, in the terms of a revolution that we've usurped um, uh, the one that we're supposed to be under in order to exalt ourselves. But in ex- trying to exalt ourselves, we've, ac- we've actually brought ourselves down. Uh, we, we've brought ourselves down into this state of um, disrepair and uh, separation from God, from our purpose and, and, and from, from even more than that, as we'll talk about in a few different questions. So, so the sin both shows us our dignity because it shows the, the great purpose for which we've made and that we've fallen away from, and also shows us the seriousness of, of that fall. So we retain this, um, we retain the image of God and yet we, uh, the image is marred or we're not, we're not like him in the ways that we're made to be. So again, Father Claude, I think that's a really important point when we think about the goodness of our creation created in the image of God. And one of the points that the answer makes in the catechism is that um, we have been cut off by God, by, it says, a self-centered rebellion. And so though we were created for God in this goodness, um, we have rebelled. We have rebelled against his, his rule, his good rule. And so this gets us into the to the problem, right? What's what's wrong with with the world? What's wrong with us? Yeah, and that piece of that language, I think, is so helpful. Uh, Self centered rebellion against him. One of the images for sin um, that is 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 famous uh, comes from Martin Luther, um, and maybe even yeah, uh, like you meant maybe before. I can't remember if it's from Augustine. Um, uh, so many, uh, so many of our, our great uh, thinkers in the church have their, there's ideas that have come before them. And so even hard to trace, uh, or remember who, who it started with, but this idea of sin curves us inward on ourselves. Um, yeah. and this is, uh, this is something I think that's really important because 
all human beings know this experience, even if we can't name it as such, right. even if we don't come from a religious framework, we recognize that there is something about us, like in a very benign way, we describe it as selfishness. But like, if we're all going to be really honest, we know this at a, we know that it's much deeper than just sort of like being selfish. There's actually this sort of bent that we want to turn everything toward ourselves or toward our advantage. Um, in a way that is in, in a way that that that's dark, right? In a way that at times really scares us when we think about some of the things that we're we're capable of doing. I think everyone will admit yeah. that if we kind of send our inner lawyers home, you know, early for the day. And so I think it's really important that the catechism highlights that dynamic um, because it helps us see both the um, the truthfulness of of what Christianity is teaching us. And by, um, by the same token, it shows us that there is a way to be free, uh, of this, uh, of this curved in on ourselves, turn away from God. There's a way that we can be set free from this, um, in this state of sin. Um, there, there, there is a way, but, but first we also have to recognize what we were made for, what's been bent. And that prepares us to understand the gift that, that is given. And I think you see this in the original uh, fall narrative in Genesis chapter three, you see our first human parents who were enjoying fellowship with God and with one another. They were sort of oriented towards one another in the world. And then in their rebellion, you see this turning in on the self. And so this language here, Father Claude, of lawless living, guilt, shame, death, a fear of judgment, uh, that's a, it's a pretty striking um, way of describing uh, the, the situation now. I wonder if we could say a little bit about these words and um, how, how we might experience them in our world today. Yeah, as you, as you bring those up, it's, it's, it occurs to me now there's sort of an escalation of each of the phrases, lawless living, guilt, mm. shame, death, fear mm. of judgment. There's sort of this, um, this, this sort of um, kind of cursed crescendo that's kind of moving um, through each of those. You know, think about this. Uh, again, I think it's important that you do draw us, as the catechism does, uh, for folks who, who, who don't have this in front of them. It'll be in the show notes. I encourage you to, to follow along. But the catechism has multiple scripture verses for each uh, for each uh, answer, and that's really important as well. Um, but it's helpful that it draws us to Genesis 1 through 3, because we we recognize there that um, our, our, our first human parents were given um, a authority were given a king and a kingdom and a law and a way to follow but they chose to to go the way of self to dethrone god exalt self so they moved into lawless living what was the result of lawless living it was guilt it was it was shame and then it was a spiritual death and then the entrance of physical death into the world sin and death and then it leaves them in this state of constant, well, where am I really with God? What truly is my future, right? This sort of angst. And in a real way, each of us knows, we know each of these sort of steps of this kind of cursed crescendo, right? We know what it's like to live by our own authority and our own wisdom, and we reap the consequences in many ways, right? Even those of us who build really successful lives, there's things that you know we wish we could get back, and there's things that... Um, we know we've, we've gone sideways. And so we know the guilt, we know the shame. 
We may not know it fully, completely. We certainly don't, but we can feel that. And so I think you can see these things as a thread, both in the Genesis narrative, but really all throughout Scripture, scripture throughout the history of the people of God, Israel, uh, in the Old Testament. You can see this, 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 this same cycle, and we know it ourselves as well. So seeing those as threaded together, it's not just kind of like one of those, but all of them are sort of this effect of, uh, of sin downstream. Yeah, one of the things I think about is how um, Adam and Eve, they, they hide. They hide from God. Mm-hmm. And there's something um, very human uh, that when we've done something we know is wrong, we either we want to hide it. Um, when we've done something we're ashamed of, we, we, we sometimes, like literally, we want to go hide. <laughs> we don't want to be around anyone. And it makes me think about, when we think about sin, this word sin, which I think, you know, to contemporary folks, this can sound like such an old fashioned word and maybe just passe. But when you read scripture and when you see the way in which scripture actually is dealing with reality and has a pretty comprehensive and a complex diagnosis of the human condition, I think you see uh, that um, sin is not just this um, this, you know, a superficial way of, of saying that we've done something wrong. No, it, it's, it's, a, it's a comprehensive way <laughs> of, of describing our, our condition. And I think that back to the earlier question of why is, why are we starting kind of on this note dealing with the human condition? And I think maybe we could think about that in two ways. One is that we're dealing with reality that even those who would disagree with our Christian faith would at least agree that something is wrong in the world, right? Um, and Christians, the Christian tradition, to, the scripture in 2000 years of deep reflection on the world we live in uh, has a way of, of describing and diagnosing this condition. But also to, you know, if you're gonna, uh, you, you have to have the right diagnosis if you're gonna, gonna get the yeah. right cure. And, um, You've got to you've got to know the bad news and deal with the bad news before you can understand and receive uh, receive the good news. Yeah, and the next question is going to guide us into the beauty of that good news, right? And then question three is going to help us even see the depths of sin um, in a way that's uh, even deeper than than this first question. Um, this sort of dynamic of alienation that we experience from this uh, curved in turn away from God. So yeah, this this really does set set the stage um, set the stage for us to recognize um, the great dignity and height um, from which we we we've fallen, and yet this this hope that we can truly have of being healed and restored uh, through through Christ. So, uh, Father Blake, I wonder um, yeah if you feel like there's a there's a central kind of takeaway that. Um, we want listeners to maybe conti- continue to reflect on out of this question and answer um, starting off the catechism. Yeah. So I think kind of where we started, there is this tension here of dealing with reality, coming to terms honestly with what's wrong. And we have to do this personally, right? We have to sometimes look ourselves in the mirror and be honest. Sometimes we need other people uh, to, to tell us the truth. And I think that, and sometimes we don't want to hear that, right? Here, I think we have the catechism through scripture grabbing us and saying, we need to deal with the reality. We need to reckon with what is really wrong. And it is 
the state of sin that we need to come to terms with. But a couple of things in doing that, we have to remember that we were created good. We were created mm-hmm. for fellowship with God. And that if we understand that, if we understand what was lost in the fall, in our sin, we also can begin to understand and appreciate what has been regained in the work of Christ, in the gospel, which we'll talk about in our next question. That is a perfect word. And let's close now uh, in a word of prayer. Let's pray. Almighty God, you so loved the world that you gave your only son, that whoever believes in him would not perish, but have eternal life. Pour into our hearts that most excellent gift of your love by your Holy Spirit, that we may delight in the inheritance that is ours as your sons and daughters, and live to your praise and glory through Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.